1: Zone, Patrick
0: In a very real sense, we are all aliens on a strange planet. We spend most of our lives reaching out and trying to communicate. If during our whole lifetime we could reach out and really communicate with just two people, we are indeed fortunate. And we would like to welcome back our guest host this week, actress Charisma Carpenter. Welcome back, Charisma.
2: Hi, thanks, guys. I liked his voice so much.
0: Yeah, he read that really well, right?
2: Yeah, he has a nice speaking voice. You no, know, it was so
1: beautiful. I was going to say the same thing. I was <laughs> like, I want him to read everything to me from now on. Because he also sounded And with so a optimistic. smile on his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was optimistic and and very handsome. Go look at the video. <laughs>
0: So in terms of this quote, the first thing that resonated with me, I think that Gene is absolutely right uh, that we are essentially, quote unquote, aliens to one another in a greater sense on on our planet. I hate the term illegal aliens. We've talked about that many times before. Oh. But but when when you think about the fact that, you know, uh we travel to other parts of the planet that might be very different from where we're from with a different language and different culture and different modes of dress. And they may look uh, alien, quote unquote, to us, and we look alien to them. So I think that that's kind of like the the thing that Gene is getting at. And, you know, we've also talked many times on this podcast about how there are so many parts of our own planet that are still unexplored. You know, like more than half of this planet is covered in oceans. We've never fully explored here on on planet Earth. So in that sense, when you think about like our tiny little speck of a blue planet in the vastness of the universe, uh, we are just as alien to one another. There are parts of our, of our uh, planet that are alien to us. Uh, there are species of plant life and animal life that I'm sure we've yet to discover. Um, so this I like quote, how
1: we're going to Mars but we haven't even been to like a deep trench exactly, in the ocean. Exactly. Exactly. You know? right. It is bizarre. Yeah. I think this quote is kind of cool in the sense that um what everything you said Trent because we are all aliens. I think the part that really resonates for me is like that makes me a little um bittersweet uh cuz it's true in my life. Yeah. You know, if, if during your whole lifetime you could just reach out and communicate or really touch two people then you're lucky Mm -hmm. to have that connection right and um as performers which charisma carpenter like obviously you've touched many 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 people with your roles right but i i'm taking this quote to mean in like our very personal interpersonal connection and yes i've got friends and all of that but i think when when you have really have a meeting of the mind you know, and you really kind of get simpatico with someone and understand that that's not very often. So I agree that if you have, if you listen people listening, if you have two good friends, you're ahead of the ball game, Mm -hmm. frankly, that you can trust. Charisma, what do you think? I
2: love this quote. I'm thinking about the alien aspect of it, and I think what that meant to me was is that you know how we're all just in our own heads and we're all, we all just have our own way of thinking and our own way of interpreting our own way of our own inner life. And sometimes, you know, I just feel so socially awkward. I just mm-hmm. feel like I, I don't belong. I I don't understand or how to relate to some groups of people, even family members, you know? And so I think that's that is a very real sense that is very real. I think at different points in our lives or situations we've all felt foreign and uh not a part of It's really rare. I recently I met somebody in probably January, and it's as if I've known that person my mm-hmm. entire life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not talking about romance or anything, I just mean we're It's really amazing to have a connection where you truly feel fundamentally you're aligned Mm -hmm. on so many subjects, you know, philosophically, relationally, if that's a word. Mm -hmm. I think what happens is if we can push through not feeling awkward and out of place and not belonging enough to really just be authentic and just really say our truth and 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 say the loving thing, if you feel it and say the anger thing, if you feel it like not harshly, but like, just really speak your truth and be yourself. I think the opportunity to connect with somebody else on a really intense level goes way up. And it is so mutually beneficial. Mm -hmm.
1: What you just said resonates with me so much charisma, because I've kind of realized, you know, I've always been a career centric person or work, 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 or whatever it is. I'm, I'm a I can spend time alone. I enjoy my own company. But I very much want to put love in there, you know? And part of that, to be able to find a true real love, right? Not just silly kitten love, but um, real love means being able to be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. being able to speak your truth even if you think the other person might not like it. Hopefully you parse your words carefully. But I'm saying as a Gen X woman, I was kind of raised up to be like, oh, men, okay. Uh, whatever you need, whatever you want by boomer parents. Mm-hmm. These are the things I'm trying to dismantle in my own brain mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. as a woman of a certain age so that I can attract that real love so that I'm not suddenly, because look at me, I'm an aggressive chick and suddenly I can revert to being like, well, well, how can I possibly fit into this man's world and how can I mold myself to mm-hmm and that doesn't has never served me and i know that's not exactly what you mean but it's in the same vein wouldn't you say charisma
2: I, I yeah i do i think what you're saying is completely identifiable and relatable to what i was saying i think feeling alien is the human experience yeah and if we can just let our guards down but the truth of the matter is we have to be smart enough to identify the person you're trusting your vulnerability with. We Mm -hmm. have to pay attention and not just, we have to trust the people that we share this stuff with. We have to show, demonstrate, show up, not just in service of words, but just really present in a way that is actionable.
1: It's another amazing point you just made because Trent, I find, That I've had to, and I kind of learned this a long time ago because I'm old now, but what I learned was don't call up so-and-so or share something with this person if you consider them a frenemy. Mm -hmm. And why do you have any frenemies around you, True? Mm -hmm. Get rid of them, Mm -hmm. which I did, but... I'm saying, you know, a lot of us, we want to connect so bad that we sometimes don't discern. Right. We have to use discernment right. when it comes to people, right? Mm-hmm. And is this someone I can trust with my heart? And we live in in Hollywood, right? And we know, Charisma, tra- you can't trust everyone right. with your right. secrets. So I that's why this quote says, if you can really communicate with two people,
0: you're learning yeah. and yeah. you're lucky. It's very, it's very nice to have a lot of people in your friend group, your acquaintances in your circle, wider circle, should we say, extended circle. Um, But if you if you have like two or three really, really close friends, that's really all you you need or or I feel like that I need. Um, And, you know, my best friends are I am the most fortunate to have these people in my life because I, you know, charisma what you mentioned earlier about like you you find you you met this friend and you you feel this kismet with them or you feel this this comfortable uh, Nature with them and I can be with my best friend Sarah and I don't have to worry about like what I look like Or if I'm in a bad mood or if I'm hangry or, or anything like I can just be me However, I am at any given time and she's not only going to Accept that she's going to welcome that and she she you know, we've been through so much together that that we have this this comfort that goes beyond uh friendship and family like I, I i firmly believe if i were not gay she and i would have been married a long time ago and it would you know it'd be a romance for the ages in another you know in another parallel universe or something but in this in this universe in my existence we were just meant to be best friends and that is more than good enough for me well, um, no, you
1: could be soulmates without absolutely the, the sexual absolutely. I, always, I always say even your worst enemy frankly is a, your nemesis mm-hmm. is probably a soulmate because mm-hmm. there's a strong connection there and a the lesson to be gained yeah. whether it's your own patience yeah. or whatever whatever it is you know but she that's lovely that you have a soulmate yeah like yeah
0: that yeah. she feels safe yeah. The other thing that resonated with me um, about if you can reach out and really communicate with uh, just two people, communication is not just me saying things. It's a, it's a back and forth. It's a, it has to be back and forth. So it's not just a one-way street. So I, I, a lot of people, you know, for the longest time, I thought communication is just like, you're being fed something or you're feeding something. But communication is really uh, back and forth between, you know, two people. I've talked previously about how when I blogged for it seems like a million years now, a million years ago, um, it was a pop culture blog, but uh, I talked very openly and daily about my personal life. And, you know, I grew up in metropolitan Detroit. I'm a gay Latino. And that was just my truth. And that's just what I posted about me hanging out with my friends, me going to a bar to dance. With my friends or whatever. And over the years, I would hear from readers, people that I never met and they would tell me, you know, that, uh, that I was like the only gay person that they knew. And this is the, the uh, one of the few times I've mentioned this already, but I really want to mention my friend Kindred, who is now my very, very good friend. He does activist work. He lives in in Washington, D.C., and he's an amazing, amazing person. And we met because of my blog. And, you know, we became friends. And it was only after we became friends that he told me that, you know, back when he was, you know, still in school reading my blog, that he felt that I was the only gay friend that he had and how important it was for him to have that because he didn't have that in his real life. And the connection that I made with him without even realizing it became like a genuine friendship that I benefit from now. So, um, so that's the power of art
1: right there. uh Your blog Which you just started, right, from your dorm room? Yep. Where were you? Yep. And that you could reach yep. people like that, yep. Trent. That's really powerful. And to become friends with that person is even more exactly, powerful, exactly, actually. exactly.
0: I am the fortunate one for having right. gained that friendship of him. So. That's a
1: good point about this quote because what we like about it is it's not saying if you talk, if you're you know if you connect with two people, yeah. they're so lucky yeah. they get to be in your orbit, <laughs> which is you know, not mostly. Bye-
2: your communication somebody is identifying with you mm-hmm. and able to relate to you and actually feel less alone less mm-hmm. alien
1: that's yeah, amazing exactly charisma i'm sure that you got and still do to this day with your you know with all your roles the same kind of thing where maybe you haven't met the person right but they're letting you know through something you did you performed you created, oh you whatever.
2: My- Without a doubt, like the response that I, and, you know, because of the age, this is not quite the 23rd century, but, you know, (laughs) in the 21st century, you know, we have social media now and it is a a wonderful sense that you're getting that connection, like in the moment with your audience um, and the things that you say and they DM you or they tweet you or they write in your comments, all those feelings that they have, sometimes they're But for Mm -hmm. the most part, (laughs) you know, I get a lot of that. And it's doing cons and interfacing with people in that world has really opened up my mind in the sense of how important our work on Buffy and Angel was to people Mm -hmm. and how less alone they felt because of those stories and how it, you know, help them have a relationship with their parents because they would sit and watch it together. Or, you know, their mother was dying of cancer and they got to watch it through their eyes and, or, you know, somebody met at a bar and they both liked Buffy and they start, started a friendship over or a relationship out of that. And people walking around with kids names, like, you know,
0: Cordelia, Cordelia. Either, it's yeah, it's one of the I mean, reasons charisma,
2: and it's it it is a hundred and ten. You know, it's really not been lost on me the power of media and why it's so important. Representation is there,
0: yeah. Absolutely. That's why I
1: spoke up like a couple of years ago. I wasn't being invited with the other craft girls to conventions. And I went public with it because my it wasn't, yes, I like money. There's partially that about conventions. Let's not lie, people. Let's not sugarcoat that it is a, a space to make money. But more than that, it is a place to connect.
2: Yeah. With, with your like-minded fans.
1: Yeah. Like-minded people, but also your fans. Because the black people who watched mm-hmm. that movie, they had never seen a black girl mm-hmm. in a lead role in with the white girls Mm -hmm. that was not that it was the first but it was one of them so i realized this movie was bigger than me in that sense right it's not about rachel in the movie it's that there was a black person hanging with them so i'm kind of glad i spoke up for the same reason you're saying you never know how your work yeah has reached people you know i have
2: a new sound respect because of that you know it's very precious what we do and so it's really important that like i'm gonna be Doing a lifetime movie um, here. And, you know, it's a lifetime movie. It's not a cult favorite movie. It's none of this, but it's an opportunity to play a part as to the best of my ability because you never know yep. how people, how it'll resonate or touch people.
1: Mm-hmm. And also when we speak, you know, we've talked uh, in a past episode about uh, Gene Ronberry quote where he said the communicators, mm-hmm. right, will be the ones who kind of spread the message, not necessarily scientists or the president or this or that. And I think this, to wrap it up, um, yeah. this particular quote when he says we're just trying to communicate, right, and I think it shows, again, his reverence for, uh, you know, being able to speak the truth and reach masses, of people as Charisma has with her work. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Trent, we gotta wrap it up, but we're lucky enough to have Charisma for a couple more episodes. So if you wanna see the video from today's quote, Trent, where do they go?
0: Yeah, you have to check out today's video of Patrick reading the quote on our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we hope you'll join us again where Charisma will be our guest again for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Bye.